Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Care Unit. For this week's Ask a Nurse episode, we are going beyond the bedside to life outside of nursing. We're specifically talking about work-life balance, side hustles, side jobs, and maybe even touch on hobbies. Uh, And to do that, we're thrilled to be joined by Jake Grez. Jake is a neurosurgical PCU and a licensed realtor who creates content about both, which can be found on TikTok and Instagram at Jake Grez. Thank you for being with us, Jake. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? It's today? so good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so nice seeing you both, and I'm happy to be here. So thank you guys so much for cool. inviting me. Yeah, of course. For anyone listening, Jake is like actually a breath of fresh air and sunshine. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sarah, I feel the same about you. And so. gives the best hugs. <laughs> oh, that's a high compliment. Thank you so much. Yes, handshakes and hugs. I learned yes. that early on. You know. <laughs> How are y'all doing this week? I'm good. Good. I'm ready. Monday. I'm like, it's sunny here. I'm so I'm excited, <laughs> excited to get the week started. How are you guys? A new week. Um, I started the week by talking to nursing students, local nursing students. It was like oh, 50, 50 at a local nursing school. We talked to them about Don't Clock Out and our like sister organizations Um, like Operation Happy Nurse. And it was so much fun. They are like so full of life and excited for the future. And Mm -hmm. I try to keep it hopeful, keep it bright with, you know, touch of reality, but it was great. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. The nursing school kids are all right. The nursing students are all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. They are very, I feel like in nursing school, you're just, you're focused on the NCLEX and you're just so excited to get that first paycheck that everything is like exciting and new. And I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to have those glimpses in the workplace too, when you're doing something for the first time or you've accomplished something that you haven't, or you got, you know, you get really hard stick IV and you kind of feel like the good old days when you're in nursing school, you're like, wow, this, I remember how this feels, you know. When everything's a big deal again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Joe, Joe, how have you been? I know the um, smoke was like destroying you. Oh, I'm physically. better. Yes. Okay, good. And, and honestly, uh, so we bought air filters because of that. Jake, I don't know if you know, there was like a wildfire up in Canada. So New York got like the California treatment <laughs> for a few days yeah. of the wildfire smoke. <laughs> I saw pictures. It was yeah. like orange. It was crazy. Damn. Um, and I'm uh, mildly asthmatic, but we're all good now. I had a nice weekend. Uh, both my sisters live in the city now. So we did uh, a night market up in Queens with my little sister, which was really fun. Oh, exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all good. But uh, if you guys want to get into it on today's topics, um, I can get the uh, the questions going. Um, so we usually start these when we have uh, guests, um, specifically nurses. We like to learn a little bit about how they first got into the profession. So Jake, could you tell us a little bit about your nursing journey and what led you into the profession? Sure. Um, so when I was 14, my mom was diagnosed with uh, stage four follicular thyroid cancer. And I didn't know for sure, but I kind of had an idea that I wanted to do something in healthcare. And so she continued on for the next 11 years, um, battling cancer through various rounds of chemo and um, clinical drug trials and 
um, radiation therapy. So after like 11 years in and out of the hospital and kind of just seeing the good and the bad side of nursing, nurses and healthcare, I decided I wanted to kind of pay my dues forward mm-hmm. and um, go into nursing. It's really nice. Yeah. So you, you, you saw the, the good and the bad. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully more good than bad, but I can understand. Yes, yes yeah. for sure. I can definitely say that. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we know my, my mom's the reason I went into nursing and my mm-hmm. mom is a nurse as well. And she started in the NICU like 16 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom has always been like a caregiver for my grandparents. So I also kind of took on that role when I was younger. And so it just kind of made sense. For sure. No, I, I went into it for similar reasons. That's really sweet. Uh, I'm sure it brought a little bit of a smile to your mom to know that. Um, uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I know my, my mom was an English major. So when I told her I was doing mm-hmm. that in college, she was thrilled. So, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit inspired by that. I love moms. that. <laughs> yeah. Not the same as the nurses. Reading Sarah, I saw a picture of you and your mom recently, and it was so cute. Yes, Aww. she's my, like, biggest cheerleader in all things. And she actually, she came to the nursing school that I spoke at today. Aww. Oh, she did? <laughs> yeah, oh she God. was like my my Kris Jenner, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like the recording, the yeah. recording camera. She also... <laughs> She also brought my two younger cousins, one who's in high school and one who just graduated high school. And mm-hmm. her name's Ariana. And she's thinking about either the PA route or nurse practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of nice for them to see what it's like and like see a nursing classroom and meet nursing students. So my mom is always trying to help my younger cousins get inspired and buy me, which is yeah, so funny. <laughs> that's so cute. But it's I really, love that. it's really sweet. So, and I'm so proud of them. I think we could get into more of the today's topic now then, because uh, we really wanted to talk about nurses doing an additional thing, I think is kind of what the overall idea was. Um, and so, uh, as I said, we know that you're a licensed realtor, Jake, what made mm-hmm. you pursue a different profession? in addition to nursing? Um, So I think that during my time as a bedside nurse, uh, I realized that I wasn't quite sure that this was going to be sustainable for the next 40 years of my life. And I was thinking about pursuing additional ways to make income. Um, I like to travel a lot. So my lifestyle also isn't quite sustainable under a single nursing income. And so I just didn't want to be confined to the bedside for the rest of my life. And I started panicking that this is what the rest, this might be me in 40 years down the line. I might be bitter and exhausted and miserable. And I've worked with some amazing nurses who have recently retired and kind of made it all the way through, but just seeing how tired they were and, you know, nursing ages you, it really does. It's emotionally and physically exhausting. There's so many great parts to nursing. I love, I absolutely love being a nurse. I love connecting with people. I love being able to take, be there in someone's like most vulnerable state of, you know, in their most vulnerable state. However, 
I knew that I don't know. I didn't know how much longer I could do it full time. Definitely for the next couple of years, but probably not forever. And so I needed to start thinking of other things that I've always wanted to pursue or things that I was good at. And I think I'm extremely good at networking and I love meeting people. And we already do that in the nursing field. Like we're meeting people all the time and trying to connect with them so that we can establish a rapport. And I figured I could take those skills into real estate and kind of have a side hustle, especially since we only work three days a week. And now I've gone to part-time in nursing per diem because I'm investing so much more time in my other profession. So it's been a really great experience. I feel like it helps you kind of fall back in love with nursing too, because you're not having to navigate the aspects of exhaustion and being extremely burned out. And so you actually get to take a deep breath you're ready for that shift and you know that you have X amount of time for yourself after. And mm-hmm. so you're not giving, 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 giving more of yourself than you're actually receiving. And I think it's been difficult for a lot of nurses, especially over the last few years to find that balance because so much has been, has been expected of us. And yeah it's just not sustainable. Like I went part-time within my first two years at the bedside because I was so physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted that I had become a robot. I was like, I have to limit the amount of times Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in this space week to week because it's, it's harming me. And I know so many nurses who feel almost shame or guilt at having to take a little bit of a step back um, because they know, they know how much they're needed but at the end of the day, you have to put yourself first before you you care for others. Otherwise, you might be burned out to the point where you have to leave the profession entirely. So I like right. that you have that balance, Jake. No, you totally nailed it. I think I'm so much happier in nursing because I know I can come for my, you know, two shifts a week and I get to connect with patients. And sometimes we have we deal with a really difficult patient population on my, on my unit, but I get to connect, I get to do my job, and I get to leave and I get to pursue other things that I am really passionate about. And I think I can say that my coworkers who are there full time or for back to back shifts every single week are are struggling for sure. And I think I've been able to kind of re- take a step back, realize why I went to nursing for the first place, why I love it, and now it's so much better that my interests are kind of spread spread out versus just feeling like I'm trapped and living at the hospital. Because especially I've been on night shift for six, almost six years, I think six years. Oh my gosh. And so when you work back to back shifts on night shift, which I did for many years, probably for the first four or five years of my career, you feel like you live at the hospital because you come home, you sleep. And then by the time you wake up, it's already dark again. And you're going back into the hospital. You don't, you know what I mean? So for like those string of shifts, you kind of feel like that's all you're doing. Um, so it's, my life has changed significantly since kind of going part-time and exploring other career paths. Wow. And we actually talked about night shift routines and what it's like to work night shift Mm -hmm. in our last episode. So if anyone wants to check that out, last week's, last week's Ask a Nurse episode was all about day shift versus night shift. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to watch that one. It's interesting to hear you talk about it because like work is work, but it's, it, I think having that other use of like both your like 
mind and body. Uh, I don't know if you you would fully call it rejuvenating, but at least like re-energizes mm-hmm. you to do either thing. And not being fully anchored to mm-hmm. the nursing role as your only stream of income, because then you have to right. rely on that and keep putting yourself back into like a toxic work environment or a toxic situation. Right. And you knowing that it's taking so much from you instead of like having that balance and having another option that you can lean in on a little bit more so that you have more time away from something that has become harmful to you. So it's, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of nurses are turning towards having something else. And I know nurses that come to our like weekly support groups for don't clock out who have left entirely and gone to work at target or have left entirely and gone back to bartending or working in restaurants because it's just not as stressful as what they were going through at the hospital. And it's really heartbreaking because you have these licensed clinicians who work so hard for their, uh, their degrees, for their titles, and they're not using them to the fullest extent because of exhaustion and burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I, I could go per diem and I could pay my own health insurance and I don't get all the benefits I would if I was full-time at the hospital. Whereas there are a lot of nurses who can, don't feel like they can leave because they need, you know, they have families, they have children. They can't leave those benefits or their their retirement or their 401k. So I also need to make a conscious, when, when I went part-time, I had to make the conscious decision that I would be able to a, afford my own health insurance yeah. and that for the trade-off of going part-time at the hospital that I was going to be losing out on a lot of things. Like I have to pay my own monthly disability insurance. God forbid something happened to me while I was hiking or skiing. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I just bought a, a house. So how would I be able to afford that if I was losing these benefits by not being full-time at the hospital? But the trade-off is that now I get to explore other things I've always wanted to explore. I'm meeting people, you know, I love meeting people at the hospital, but you're meeting people who are, really vulnerable and sick and meeting people in real estate is different because people are searching for their first home. You know, people are just moving to San Diego. It's like a different type. I'm, I kind of energize myself by being extroverted and meeting other people who are really energetic. And so I think for me as an extrovert person, the real estate thing is kind of cool because I get to meet people um, who I probably would have never crossed paths with in a, in a different realm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really nice to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the question that will spring to any nurses listening to this mind, uh, this is one we often hear mm-hmm. when we talk about anything like this, is like taking that first step or making the leap. So what can you kind of go, uh, walk us through like your mindset as you were uh, going about this like big decision, like when did how did you feel and uh, how did you process this whole big uh, switch in your life? Sure. So, um, in t- I was thinking about real estate pre twenty twenty pre COVID, mm-hmm. I would say, and I should have done it COVID <laughs> because COVID was the best time to be selling real estate, and I totally missed that jump. Yeah. You didn't really have to be a realtor to sell real estate in twenty twenty, and uh, if there's realtors listening to this and they take offense to that. 
I don't really care because it's true. <laughs> like in 2020, houses were flying off the shelves. Like you could have just got your real estate license and you had to do minimal effort to sell a house in San Diego because everything was going 80K over ask. Um, so I really missed that. However, I, I, I had been thinking about it and then I kind of, I kind of, I don't know, I guess like you, you know, when you're scared to start something new and you're like, what if I fail? I really don't like failing. I have a really type A personality. So, um, I don't know. I've always been this way. I'm the only boy in my family. So I always had to like, I always put a lot of pressure on myself. I think I came home like one year with in sixth grade with a C in library and it kept me off honor roll. And I like bawled my eyes out and I took the liberty to call my own principal and like see why like my parents didn't even have to call the principal for me because like I was already on the phone with the principal before anyone can like oh man my parents my parents didn't even put that much pressure on me they're like why are you crying it's a scene library I was like this can't happen like what's happening yeah so I think I've always been that way I think the fear of like failure held me back from pursuing real estate and then I kind of I think I want to say last year, um, I took a contract in Miami and when I went to move Miami, I was like, you know, what? I'm also going to take like time on my days off to like, stu- to study, to actually study for the exam. And so when I moved back to San Diego last May. That's when I really became serious about it. Um, I think the thought process also for me was, uh, in addition to, real estate and nursing. I'm also a content creator. Mm-hmm. And so I do make a sign, I do make a significant portion of my income also off of social media. And I just started becoming fearful of like, what will happen if those brand deals stop coming or if, you know, influencers like, you just never know when that, when that time is going to end. And so I didn't want to have been used to a dual income and then all of a sudden not have it at some point. And so I really started brainstorming of things like things I can do to supplement my income and real estate just happened to be the thing that like clicked because I love meeting people and I love talking to people mm-hmm. and I love, I honestly, I love homes and I just went through it myself. I just bought a house in December. I closed in December. So I felt that having gone through it myself, I could really offer insight there. Yeah. Congratulations yeah, to you on closing. You. Thank you That's so much. exciting. Thank you. Thank you. And it's just, it's really cool to hear your story and how you made that decision. Um, Especially like for me, the decision was kind of made for me (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I like physically couldn't stay at the bedside. Because of the accident, right? Yes. And so that was really hard. And it took me months to like actually accept that. And I was kind of forced to accept that because they couldn't hire another nurse in my place unless I resigned Mm. and like forfeited my spot on the unit. And it was like really bittersweet, but I was like, you know what? You're right. It's time. Like I need to just forfeit this role Mm -hmm. and step away. And so I ended up on completing my FMLA on long-term disability. And through this, started the nonprofit don't clock out Mm -hmm. and it became my full-time job and it still is. And it was like, it it has become like the thing that keeps me going and Mm -hmm. it has brought me something that was missing. Um, after experiencing burnout as a nurse, I feel like I lost 
that sense that I knew I was making a difference, that I was actually positively Mm -hmm. impacting patients' lives. And then through this nonprofit, I'm able to see results. I'm able to see that what I'm doing is meaningful and worthwhile and that it's creating an impact. And I think that a lot of healthcare workers have lost that feeling and that sense of purpose associated with their role and finding that in new ways, even through something like real estate, because you're doing something that's very human and it's not an easy decision for a lot of people to have to make that decision to either purchase their first home or a second home, Mm -hmm. or even look into buying a house. Like it is a really intimate and special um, part of someone's life. And the fact that Mm -hmm. you get to be be a part of that and have that innate sense of empathy that you use at the bedside to be able to use that with other people outside of like the healthcare role, I think is really special. And yeah. And I think healthcare workers have these skills of, like communication skills that they can use in absolutely any other setting. So yeah, right. I hope anyone listening is inspired to just take that first leap. I can say that my parents just sold uh, my childhood house and bought a condo. The oh last my gosh. Year. Yeah. And uh, Jesse, the real estate agent they worked with uh, was an absolute godsend. You know, realtors really can make your mm-hmm. home buying process either, you know, a nightmare or, a really nice smooth process at least a good realtor can and Sarah I love that you use the word purpose because I think I think all as not even on a nursing level but just on a human level all like in order to be happy all of us need a a sense of purpose you know something to hope for something to look forward to and then just someone to love like just love in general and I think those are the three things that really kind of create the core of someone's happiness and really can tell you if someone's happy. And I think when people lose their sense of purpose, you know, when people retire, it's kind of like, there are a lot of studies that show, you know, people dying within a few years after retirement, they like, they've lost their sense of purpose or, you know, if you don't have anything to look forward to. So I think I always try to keep those three. I always try to have something on the calendar, something I'm looking forward to. I always try to make sure that my sense of purpose aligns with who I am and my values as a person. And then, you know, love is just like, just like reminding myself that there's love in my life, you know, whether that's from friends or family. Um, And so with the sense of purpose, I agree with you. Like you found new purpose with your non-for-profit organization and that, that keeps you going. That makes you wake up every day and want to, you know, want to like get out of bed instead of, you know, sleeping until noon. It's, 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 it's just a vital part of our lives. So I kind of went through a dark time where I didn't know what that was going to be for me. And I think just kind of re reestablishing that is super helpful. Oh my gosh, Jake, that was so beautiful. Can we just note that? Oh, yeah. Like that made me tear up. Very well You're said. <laughs> amazing. And I love, Thank you. I love that. I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think you've kind of already talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but even more than just, um, like a side gig or another profession. Um, you spoke a little bit about travel, but mm-hmm. um, why do you both think it's so important to have hobbies outside of nursing? Because nursing isn't our identity. I mean, ner- nurse people go into nursing because, you know, maybe they, they have a reason or they're compassionate or, you know, they really feel this vocation of, uh, some people feel like it's their vocation to take care of others. Um, I definitely felt 
a little more of the caregiver in my family. I think even now when my siblings argue or fight, I still feel like there's this tremendous pressure. I don't even live in Chicago to like keep the family together. And so the reasons I went to nursing are not the reasons they're kind of describe who I am as a person, but that's not all I am. And so to have hobbies outside of work is super important because like I said, there's three things that you need in life, like a sense of purpose, love, and something to look forward to or something to hope for. And Mm -hmm. so I always try to keep something to look forward to on my calendar, whether that's, you know, a concert or a dinner date with my boyfriend or, you know, a travel plans. And for me, travel has always been super important to me. Um, I love hiking. I love camping. I love being out in nature. It just kind of separates me from the whole social media thing and just like living on our computers and our phones. And I think for me, it's like a really great way to ground myself and take a break from, I mean, sometimes nursing can be really dark, right? We see people in the worst of circumstances, or we see people who are really young coming, getting like, uh, getting the worst diagnoses, you know, and, or sometimes we just see, like, we see people who are sick and they have no one, you know, and I think those, those times, those situations can be really tough. I think, I also think being a nurse really humbles me because we do see how bad things can be. So I always leave the hospital just feeling really grateful for, um, the life we have too, but travel helps ground me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And, um, I think in my lowest points at the bedside, a lot of that was associated with my inability to, you know, move past what I was going through in the hospital system. And I got to a point where it was like groundhog day. I was waking up for work, going to my shift, clocking in, getting through the shift, going home, sleeping, not doing much else, getting up, doing it all over again. And then on my days off, it was like I was a shell of a human and Mm -hmm. I didn't have the energy, mental bandwidth or physical bandwidth to do much else outside of nursing. And so it kind of consumed me. And when it becomes your full identity, when when you have nothing to escape to, that's when you can, you know, self-isolate and really struggle. And it wasn't until having been forced away that I began to look for more hobbies, began to read again, began to do things that I really love, mm-hmm. began to have like a, a practice for my own physical health and well-being, and also planning trips and having something to look forward to. We recently went to Alaska on this really amazing cruise And if anyone has the opportunity to go to Alaska, it is absolutely stunning. We went. It's on my bucket list. It's incredible. And if you can go to White Scenic Pass in Skagway, Alaska, it's this beautiful train ride that takes you up almost 3,000 feet, all white snow. And it is just, I had a release of emotion and I felt Mm -hmm. pure joy for the first time in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of us have kind of continued to go through the motions and you haven't had a chance to just step back and breathe and allow yourself that space. And I truly hope anyone listening, if you have that opportunity to go for it, if someone offers you an opportunity to leave, to take a break, to go on vacation, try your very best to say yes 
to take some time for you, even if it's like a two hour massage or something like that. You deserve it and you need to step away from what you're going through so so that you can really prioritize yourself and also see that there's more. Um, mm-hmm. And once you prioritize yourself and you kind of have yourself in balance, you become that much better of a caregiver and a provider yeah. or a healthcare professional anyway. Um, and I think people can see it too. Exactly. You know? it, it gets you out of that state of like numbness where mm-hmm. everything is yeah. the same. And that's where that's, the lowest point that I got to. And it was a point where Mm -hmm. I realized like, no, there has to be, I have to make a concerted effort to support myself because I'm not, I'm looking in the mirror and it's not the person that I would want caring for me. Right. I really like that idea of having something on the calendar to look forward to Mm because yeah. That makes it like really concrete too once it's on the calendar. Yeah. So and it doesn't have to always be travel, right? Like yeah. travel can be expensive and people have families and can't get away all the time or don't like PTO is scarce some these days. My friend was visiting from Australia the other week in Chicago. I saw him and he was like, I'm like, How long are you in the States? He's like, Oh, a whole month. I was like, Wow, oh. you get to take like a whole month <laughs> off work. And you don't have to like take a leave of absence. It's like mind boggling. Everybody's like, yeah, no, like it's like crazy to me that they have people who, in place to, like hold their hold down the floor, hold down their positions while they yeah. get to go on holiday for a month. And we that just doesn't exist in the states. Um, and I wonder how much happier people would be if they can take like literally a whole month off and step away from their profession. But you know, I think if it, if it's not travel, it can be simple things like Sarah said, like a massage or a really cute dinner day or trying something new that you haven't done. I think it's just really important to really explore those hobbies or think about the things you've always wanted to try and you kind of just let adulthood um, kind of get in the way and now we have a million responsibilities so you don't you didn't pursue all the things you've always dreamed of, but it's never too late to try yeah. or sign up for classes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So I guess like final question. Um, sure. And we kind of, we kind of like talked through this a little bit already, um, but maybe in like a practical sense as well. Uh, what are the first steps you'd recommend to a nurse or really anyone looking to expand their life outside of work? I would say to kind of consider what your goals are. Um, is it that you want to work less? Is it that you need extra income? Is it that you need a break from the hospital? You kind of really have to look at that because I've worked, um, when my first year and a half at the hospital was really, really tense. Um, I worked on a really hard pulmonary step down and a lot of our patients weren't on continuous pulse ox. So that means like a lot of them were trach invented and mucus plugging. And, you know, unless you were in the room, you had no way of telling that they were because they weren't on continuous monitors, but like everyone on a step down unit should be, we just didn't have the equipment. And so if you weren't in that patient's room, but you have six patients and one of your patients is mucus plugging, it's kind of hard to tell, right? Unless they're hitting the call light. And so after a year and a half of that, I did outpatient, I did um, uh, female fertility and IVF, which I loved. I really loved it. I didn't do it very long because I started travel nursing, but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But I realized that working five days a week also was a different kind of hard, like working three days a week, night shift was hard, but working five days a week also didn't give me a lot of time for myself either. So for me, 
when I was considering an, a side hustle or an, a different profession or looking into something, it would really have to envelop making sure that I could still have a work-life balance mm-hmm. and ensuring that I was doing something that I actually enjoyed. So for me, real estate was great because I work on a team where, you know, one of my colleagues was in DC last week. So I got, to, I, I, I helped him and I took his clients, um, for showings and then vice versa. I know that when I'm gone, my team can help me if I have any client showings. And so I know my work life balance is going to be great. I know that I get to network and, um, kind of tap into the skills that I love so much and take those skills from nursing and kind of build upon those and develop a rapport with my clients. And I would just say to like, really consider what your goals are. And if your goals are to make more money or just have a better work-life balance, you kind of have to go from there and really pursue something that you want to do and not something that you're feeling forced to do for more money. Because if you're doing it because you just want to make more money, you're going to find yourself in the same situation you are now with nursing where you're kind of like, I don't know if that I actually love this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the best thing to do is kind of get uncomfortable, try out mm-hmm. new roles, maybe different position on a different unit or trying out yeah. a patient, just getting uncomfortable, getting out of the same routine and finding what yeah. works best for you and just taking that first leap, whatever it looks like. It doesn't have yeah. to be like this most yeah. intense thing ever or <laughs> starting a business from scratch, but just, Absolutely. you know, dipping your toes in the water. <laughs> yeah. And there are so many outlets within nursing, you know, you can be, you can work at a vaccine clinic, you can, you can do nursing education, there's so many outlets. So if bedside isn't for you, or you there's so many lateral movements you can do within nursing, which is really great. I've always said that I've always loved that, you know, if you want to be a PICU nurse or an ER nurse, you don't have to go back to school, you can just switch, you know, you can apply for that job, you go through the orientation. I think that's like one of the best parts. And if there's you want to expand your interest outside of nursing that's always that's always great too i think you kind of just um you can't like i i let failure hold me back and i don't i think that's something you just have to it's a risk and with with great risk is great reward so it's something you just have to kind of um trust that will uh, things will be okay and if and it doesn't turn out okay you can try something else yeah you exactly. always have your license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. All right. Well, thank you, Jake and Sarah, for this really thank interesting you, episode. Jen. Yeah. Um, and thank you to our listeners, as always, for joining us. Um, as always, you all can reach out to me, Joe, at the selfcareunitpod.com. Let us know what you think or any questions you want answered on one of these episodes. That's what they're for. I hope this one was a good one for that purpose. Um, but thank you again, guys. This was great. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everyone.